You're listening to the iterators of the Imperium. Hi, I'm Mess, and I'm here with my co-host Ryan, and you're listening to Season 2 of the Iterators of the Imperium podcast, the podcast in which Ryan is the expert on Warhammer 40k, and I'm the noob trying to learn about the Warhammer universe. But before we get into it, we do have a Patreon you guys can check out if you want to support the podcast, and we do also have a Discord where you guys can get in touch with us and have fun with our Warhammer community. But yeah, let's get into it. So Ryan... What is today's topic? Oh, Mez, we're going to do the usual again that we've kind of got going this year. I'm going to give you a quote and you have to try and figure out what is, what the point of it is, what it's about, what our topic is from said yes. quote. Yes, uh, I will try my best. This is paraphrased very slightly, okay? But the point is still there. Uh, uh-huh. So, here we go. <clears throat> Sickness, <clears throat> disease, plague and pox suffering and the slow living rot such wondrous gifts we seek to bestow upon the unworthy human cattle of the imperium we are merely the vectors by which his virulent beneficence beneficence i don't know uh, may be spread (laughs) to our undeserving masses what do you think that sounds a bit grim. That sounds a it's bit dark. Quite grim. I mean, we <laughs> started. We started this dark. one. Yeah, like we, we're starting this one on like a dark side, huh? Oh, we are. Holy, have you uh, gone into chaos, Ryan? <laughs> oh, all right, all right. You're dipping your toe in the right, uh, the right water there. <laughs> oh, I think I, I don't know exactly what it is. It sounds like anybody who would be infected with it, like uh, gone into to chaos, but oh. What exactly it is, I don't know. You have to help me on that one. But I think I'm dipping my toes in the right one. Like you the are. Right topic. It's definitely chaos. But the particular brand we're talking about today is Nurgle. Nurgle. Hey, wait, that's the chaos uh, god. Yes, we are talking about specifically the chaos god Nurgle today. Ooh. That's fun fact. That's uh, for like listeners right now. That was actually the, one of the first thing we talked about in season one, like the very first things. It was, like, yeah, Aye, yeah, because yeah. we started off with a warp, and then we were like, "All right, chaos gods should probably know about these guys." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm kind of surprised that I actually can remember that because that's actually from now, right? That's a long time ago. That is a long time ago. That's, that's God. That must be like six months ago now. Yeah, and we haven't really talked about uh, Nurgle since. So I'm. <laughs> Yo, Ryan, <laughs> I'm not a noob anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, today we are talking about Nurgle. So he is obviously one of the four chaos gods. Uh, yes. He is also known as Grandfather Nurgle, Father Nurgle, or Papa Nurgle, if you're feeling friendly. Uh, I like to call him Big Pappy Nurgle because it's just more fun. <laughs> It sounds a bit weird. I'm not gonna lie. I'm sorry. <laughs> They're all Puppy. a bit weird. There's gonna be someone out there that calls him Daddy Nurgle, and that's just strange. Oh, that's just wrong. <laughs> Especially they when you just... know what he's supposed to look like. Oh, they are wrongings, you know. Yeah, uh, he has a bunch of titles as well that he can be known by, uh, such as the Plague Lord. Uh, the Plague Father. I don't know why he's the father of everything. It's quite weird. Um, the Fly Lord. Dude likes his flies. Uh, mm-hmm. The Great Corruptor. The Master of Pestilence. Or the Lord of Decay. Because he kind of loves disease. That's kind of his whole shebang. You know? I mean, that's kind of his thing. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, his, <laughs> it's his brand. I'll be honest. 
so he is god of disease, decay, death, and rebirth, weirdly enough. That's the part that usually catches people out. The rest yeah, of it's pretty rebirth. obvious. Yeah, re- rebirth is the part that usually people are like, eh, are you sure? We talking to the right guy? This, yeah. this is the same dude, the one that keeps giving people like monkeypox and stuff. Like, yes, weirdly <laughs> it is. Uh, because even when things rot, life comes from it. So if you have like a, a person in the Imperium, just a random civilian, gets bitten by one of his bugs, contracts some crazy plague, gradually, you know, succumbs to the plague till they die, right? They'll probably be left in a gutter somewhere because it's the Imperium, but you know, whatever. And when they start to rot, you'll end up with maggots and stuff like that forming in the body because of the rot. Yeah. And those maggots will turn into flies and feed other bugs and other creatures and animals and stuff like that. And it just kind of it restarts the cycle of life again from death. From death comes life, essentially, is it. And that's a big part of Nurgle's kind of his game plan as well. It's he, he has an issue with a lot of the other chaos gods. He sees a lot of them as very kind of juvenile and quite kind of immature because they all have like, this is the ends I want to get to. And that's kind of what they go for. But Nurgle sees a bigger picture beyond that, which is what comes after, which none of them see in his eyes. Yeah. Because none of them have that whole, like, like Korn's not sitting there going, yes, it's about bloody warfare, bring me their skulls, and then I'll, what, gain worship from drinking out of it. Like, what, what's your game plan? No, you just want to add it to your pile. <laughs> like, <laughs> whereas Norgo's like, oh no, I'll rot you to death, but then I'll enjoy the, like, the plants that your corpse feeds, I don't know. Like... <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like there's there's a bit beyond the the death and suffering with Urgle, but there isn't really that extra bit beyond this that is uh op- that is in opposition to the beginning with the rest of them. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 It's not like corn also feeds on peace times. It's just war. <laughs> Like once the war's over, Corn just goes back to sleep somewhere in a corner. Just curls up on his pile of skulls like a dog and just does a nap. Like you know what I mean? Whereas Nurgle is the one that enjoys the part after he does his job as well. So yeah. that that's a big part of who he is that a lot of the a lot of people kinda brush over rather than actually get into. But I think it's quite a cool part of it actually. It's quite, it adds a bit of nuance to the god. It makes him more than just uh, just pestilence and decay, you know? I mean, it kind of still is, but I get... Aye. <laughs> there, yeah. There's also extra stuff. It's not just pestilence and decay. It's also oh. nice flowers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's nice to look at. I don't know. Yeah, look, Grandpapa Nurgle likes his garden, okay? <laughs> don't call him that. I'm sure keep coming up with weirder things to call him in the, as his episode goes on. Uh, uh. So, right, all the Chaos Gods also have a sacred number. Um, the importance of which I don't really know where it came from, but uh, as far as like what relevance it has, um, back when this stuff all started when you bought the troops from these different factions, the different chaos gods, demons and stuff like that, you would get them in the number of that god's sacred number. So Nurgle's sacred number is seven. So if you bought Nurgle's troops, his little uh, Nurglings or whatever, or Poxwalkers, 
uh, to play on the game, like on the tabletop game, you would mm-hmm. buy the set and it would be seven of them for one group. So, okay. uh, but other than that, I don't really know where the whole thing of giving them a sacred number came from or what great relevance it has. Uh, it's just kind of something that they they reference in world a bunch of times, but it's just it seems like it's just a fact for them, and his people just go with it, you know. Like yeah. his dudes all know seven's important, so they just roll with seven, kind of thing. <laughs> uh, also, the gods of chaos are able to siphon off some of their power to form demons, right? That's how the demons come about. They like, because obviously the chaos gods are just an amalgamation of the power of the warp. This all formed together based on being caused by a similar emotion or events in the real world. Um, till they get, like they grow in an area, they amass until they gain sentience. And then that's yes. how the gods are formed, like with Slanesh, which we actually dealt with yes. quite in detail. Um so they can actually like section off a part of their own power and form it into a smaller sentient creature and that's how the demons come about they just craft them out a part of their own power uh, so in creating their own troops they actually make themselves slightly weaker which is interesting uh, so nurgle's uh, greater demons which are his like his top dogs um are called the great unclean ones they all have like a special name for them. For Corn, I believe it's the Berserkers, uh, and I think Lords of Change is Zinch's one. Uh, but yeah, Lords of Change definitely Zinch's. I I I'm doubting Berserker for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> anyway, can't be that. But we'll deal with that when we get to the Corn episode. As long as I know, as long as I've confirmed that detail by the time we get to the Corn episode, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the great unclean ones. Just so you know, they are like honestly, they came. You know, like a Buddha statue. Yeah. Like the, the fat Buddha. I mean, the chubby one. Right. Mm-hmm. They they kind of look like that if it was diseased, grotesquely obese, and covered in pox. Ugh. Yeah, they are absolutely revolting. Oh God, no, Ryan! I was I was hungry. No, not anymore. <laughs> yeah, if you ever want to like kill your appetite, look up the great unclean ones, right? No. And to take it a step further, if you ever get comfortable looking at the great unclean ones, Google the great clean one, because some dude bought a great unclean one and then spent hours taking all the pox off of it and just making it like perfectly smooth and everything. And it's Wait, so what? much less like it's less okay. It, it's so unnerving. <laughs> look at because he just was this big fat baby uh, <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if i want to see that but i'm kind of intrigued oh. you need to see the normal great unclean one first and then look at the great clean one <laughs> it's somehow uh, much more revolting oh that sounds weird man <laughs> yeah uh right we're gonna go on to like the origin of nurgle uh, and a bit about that kind of stuff. So, Nurgle was the third Chaos God to be born, funnily enough, which I would have expected to be the first, but no, he was third. Uh, I don't know why. Something about Nurgle just screams like, I think because he, he's seen as like the grandfather, he's seen as being like older than the rest. Mm-hmm. So, to me, it always seems like he should have been the first one, but he's not. He was the third. Um, wait, wait, wasn't Slanesh the first? No, Slanesh was the last. Because oh. the rest of them already existed at like the year we are currently in now. 
right? But yeah, but Slanesh was born by the Eldar after humanity was already in the stars and everything. Ah, you know yeah, what I mean? Actually, it, it actually was, open now. Yeah, yeah, it was a while humanity was in the golden age of technology in like the year twenty five or twenty five thousand was when that happened. Yeah, I actually remember now when we're talking about it. Yeah, uh, back from season one, you said we we had phones and we had technology and blah blah blah. All this yeah, stuff. we don't yeah, even yeah. and shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, I've seen some people in my time, but <laughs> yeah, like we were making our own problems. We we were inventing AI and then going to war with them. I mean, that's what we're doing right now, Ryan. Yes, that's exactly what we're doing. It's that's horrifying, but you know, one thing at a time. I mean, foreshadowing much? <laughs> yeah, well, but yeah, honestly, I'm waiting for Elon Musk to pass off to Mars and start the Mechanicum any day now. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I think I've said it before. I think Elon Musk is the uh, is the, is the emperor. There's a good chance of that. I'll be honest. Yeah. <laughs> he does have a lot of kids so far. He's got like eight of them so far, I think. So once yeah, he gets to twenty, and then kills two. He's right there. <laughs> and then just needs to like enhance him, his his own body so he gets like to become a, like a giant. He has to become fifteen feet tall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's the world's richest man. He can do it. He, he can find God, a way. if anyone can do it, it's him. Him, him yeah. or Bezos. <laughs> no, not Bezos, man. Nah, he can do whatever he wants. That guy's been to the moon. Oh, no, he's been to space. No, not moon. Never mind. <laughs> no, once he goes to the moon, I'll believe he can do whatever he wants. Until such time, clearly he's not emperor material. Exactly. I mean, Elon just Elon put a car in space. I don't think that's a good thing. I think that's just nonsense. <laughs> I mean, he, he did it. Why did you do that, Elon? Because I can't. Okay? Yeah, that's genuinely all that comes down to, isn't it? Just because I could. Right. Anyway, back to the topic at hand, right? So yeah, Nurgle yeah, yeah, yeah. was the third chaos god born into the world. Uh, he, so actually, uh, do you remember what was going on with humanity when he was born? Because I did tell you. Oh, uh, no, that's way too far back in my memory. All right, okay. So during the Middle Ages, when humanity was suffering from the Black Plague, that's when mm-hmm. Nurgle was born. So, oh, yes. I, oh, yeah. yeah, as soon as you say it, you're like, oh, God damn it, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it always goes. So uh, because until that point, obviously, there were souls massing in the warp that had all passed away suffering from illness and all this kind of stuff. This energy that would become Nurgle had been building up for a long time. But with the massive influx that came in because of how virulent and how horrible the Black Plague was, it obviously was enough to push it over the edge and turn it and give it its first breath, basically, allow it to gain sentience. Uh, basically with so many people suffering so severely and wishing, hoping, praying for relief of their suffering, they begged for a god to answer, and the warp responded with Nurgle. (laughs) Because that's how it works. When you pray to not suffer from your illness anymore, Nurgle's there like, well, I mean, if if you promise to follow me and do do my stuff, I'll I'll help you out. He's a very welcoming god. I mean, yeah. Yeah, it'll just give you eight other plagues when you agree. <laughs> but you'll be happy about it now. That's the difference. That's the difference. You're going to love it. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. That's the difference. Um, so since his birth, Nurgle is fed on the suffering and decay of all things in the universe. 
Uh, and while the other Chaos Gods fight for their ends with like bloody battle and fiery magic and stuff like that, Nurgle's quite content to create his diseases in his garden, cast them into the galaxy, and wait and watch as his foes falter under their own weakness. Till his legions, or till his legions overwhelm them, or they beg for Nurgle's release and join him. <laughs> so the rest of the gods have to like win battles through subterfuge or just brutality or whatever means they choose. Nurgle will just wait. <laughs> Nurgle's inevitable. That's the important bit. Nurgle is Thanos, bro. Basically, yeah, but but green instead of purple. <laughs> Yeah. Also, I don't think Nurgle technically has a chin. If you ever look at any of the pictures of him, he's not really drawn with a chin. He's kind of too fat for that. <laughs> Whereas I would say Thanos is 90% chin, 10% inevitable. <laughs> I did him dirty, right? <laughs> look, I hate Thanos. He was a terrible character. I'm, I'm going to take digs whenever I can. And it doesn't come up very often anymore because we're kind of past that. Now everyone's just talking shit about She-Hulk. So oh. I don't get to mock Thanos anymore. So I have to get out of somewhere. It may as well be in 40k podcasts. And She-Hulk is green. So maybe Nurgle and She-Hulk. Ooh. Ooh. Wait, no, no, no. <laughs> That's too much fan fiction. If, if you guys, if you guys, if you guys want to check that out uh, or discuss that, go to our Discord. Right? <laughs> we need a fanfic about that. She-Hulk, if she worshipped Nurgle. Oh, God. <laughs> Not only will she shatter your bones, she'll also rot your flesh. <laughs> uh, disgusting. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty vile. Uh, that is disgusting. So, alright, Nurgle may be seen as, like, horrific, but he's actually a really kind god. He's really welcoming, like I said before. He prides himself on his followers' achievements, and he's happy to provide gifts to those he favours. So, if you're doing good work for Nurgle, and you're, you know, his top dog, you're, you're accomplishing all your goals, you're taking down big sections of the Imperium, converting people by spreading the plague properly, Nurgle will happily reward you with some extra plagues. But... The difference is he also protects you from the plagues. So you'll bear like 19 different plagues that would kill you eight ways for Sunday, but none of them will kill you. You'll be good to go. Just happy to move on with your new plague that, I don't know, maybe this one rots the nose off your enemy within when you're within like 20 miles of them through power armor. I don't know. It's Nurgle. He can do <laughs> Yeah. yeah, but you won't care because Nurgle's protecting you. He's got your back. He's a cool guy. Yeah. Nurgle is by far the friendliest of all the Chaos Gods. I want you to know that. I can't make that clear enough. He is the sanguineous of Chaos Gods. Yeah, it sounds like that. I mean, he sounds like a good boss. Like, yeah, that's exactly even, it. Like a good manager. Like, like, you don't even get a pizza party. You just get like a new plague. It's great. It's much better. <laughs> it's like a race, you know? That's, that's exactly it. It makes you able to do your job easier. Like if your job is spreading plagues and you manage to spread a difficult one, because you need to, I don't know, throw a corpse in a water supply or something like that. Nurgle's <laughs> like, no bother, I'll give you this one that'll, I don't know, kill people when they get within five feet of you. You're like, oh, cool, it's much easier. I can just walk near people now. Yeah. <laughs> just gotta, like, wear a robe and walk through a busy town, and I'm good. <laughs> Everyone's fucked. <laughs> it's much easier than the water supply disease. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, the, you know all the Chaos Gods hate each other, right? I have mentioned that, haven't I? 
Yeah, I think you've briefly said it. Yeah. You haven't gone into deep into it, but yeah. Yeah. So we'll, we're probably going to cover that a little bit with each of the chaos gods. Like, we'll cover their, like, a bit more of their side of hating the other gods, their kind of side of it, um, as we go through them in this season. But they all have one in particular that they hate the most. And in this case, Nurgle's most hated god is Zeech. Okay. So. I couldn't find a clear-cut reason for why this was. Because um, like, it's something I'm well aware of, and it comes up in a lot of the books and stuff like that. A lot of his worshippers just kind of, you know, rag on Zinch's dudes a lot. Um, or there's, like, stuff going on in the background, which is, like, battles between the gods. And a lot of it, which is discussed, is aimed between Nurgle and Zinch, if it's Nurgle's dudes that are talking. Um, so it's something that I'm well aware of, but I couldn't find, like, an origin reason for it specifically. But the best I can kind of tell, it's because they seem to uh, represent and draw power from opposing forces. So... But it's in a really weird way, right? So Nurgle draws power from the inevitable like disease and decay of creatures, whereas Zinch draws his power from like the scheming and plotting of creatures. So it seems to me that it's as if Nurgle gains his power from like the passive effects of these living creatures just going about their lives, whereas Zinch gains it from like the active effects of these creatures going about their lives in a way. So I suppose that. Also, that if you're diseased and dying, you're probably not planning a military coup. <laughs> so uh, I can see why uh, Zinch would hate Nurgle because of that, because Nurgle stuff would get in the way of Zinch. I couldn't really see a way that it goes the other way around for like a very obvious reason. But no. there, there's something in there as to why they hate each other so much. But it's, it seems like a weird grey area, but we just need to accept Nurgle hates Zinch, really, really hates the dude. Uh, th these are uh, their equivalencies, by the way. So um, Nurgle hates Zinch and Zinch hates Nurgle, and Slanesh and Korn hate each other as well. And I, I, it's just a thing. Um, it's an odd one, because getting a clear answer about it is quite difficult. With some of them, it's easier to see why they hate each other than others. But I would have thought that Zinch and Korn would have been better opposing forces, because Korn is very, like, straight to the point, let's gut them, and Zinch is kind of the total opposite of that. It's not even so much about the, the death or anything like that. It's more of the, you know, the scheming and stuff that goes on behind the scenes, away from the battlefield. Yeah, you know the dirty work. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the kind of the subterfuge, whereas corn is like very in your face. It's overt versus covert. I would say. Um, it, it, honestly, those two harken back to Gork and Mark to me. That one will punch you in the face, and the other one will punch you in the back of the head as you fall backwards. Uh, yeah, they're you know what I mean. It's that kind of opposing force. So I could see why that would be a point of hatred. Well, yeah. those I mean, two aren't the two that specifically hate each other the most, which is odd. <laughs> yeah, it's weird because, like, if you're putting up two guys, it's like one of them would confront you with, like, the shit, right? Mm -hmm. And the other one would just talk shit about your back. <laughs> about your, uh, yeah, your back. Yeah, like, you can see the very obvious uh, opposition there. Yeah. But it's harder to see it between Nurgle and Zinch, I guess. But yeah, so best I can tell is that one seems to be quite passive about how they go about things, whereas the other is quite active in how they go about things. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, so the realm of this particular chaos god, all the chaos gods have their own realm within the warp. 
uh, just for them and their dudes. And mm. it takes a very specific form for each god. Nurgle's is a garden called the Garden of Nurgle. What? <laughs> yeah, it has a garden. I told you, he likes his gardening. <laughs> he likes his flowers. Yeah, he likes his flowers. He, need, he needs to grow stuff to make diseases, obviously. That's how it works. <laughs> uh, it's said to be home to every disease possible, and it smells of rot. <laughs> which just sounds awful. It smells of death and rot. I bet the first bleh. disease that Nurgle made was one that takes away your ability to smell. <laughs> it's like, God, I need that one. <laughs> Oh, he amplifies it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you know when Nurgle's dudes are about to turn up on your home world. It's when you can smell your neighbor through a wall. Like, oh, God, it's happening. He's coming. <laughs> the harbinger of Nurgle. It's not like... I would imagine uh, with corn, you could joke about like it raining blood or something or <laughs> spontaneous combustion before he turns up. No, no, no. <laughs> you smell everything when Nurgle's coming. <laughs> God, that was an underrated comment. <laughs> that, was, that was an underrated comment. I, I clapped myself, myself on the shoulder for that one. That was good. I like that. <laughs> Uh, so apparently Nurgle's garden is actually quite like a swamp in a lot of ways. So it's it's very full of life. It's disgusting life, but it's life nonetheless. So it's like uh, rotting trees, vines hanging, buzzing flies, fungus, river or muddy rivers going through. Not the musician, by the way. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, and at the heart of Nurgle's garden is Nurgle's mansion. And it is a gigantic house built of rotting timbers and broken walls. <laughs> but to be fair, it, its foundation is very strong. It's not going to fall down. It's just not going to keep you very warm. No. no. <laughs> uh, I don't think they really have weather in, in the warp anyway. I wouldn't worry too much about a rainstorm or anything. It's probably cool. Uh, and within the mansion, Nurgle sits at his cauldron, mixing up new pestilences for the universe. And yeah, lovely. This is my favorite part in Nurgle's garden, right? By his cauldron, in a little cage, sits Aisha, the Eldar god of healing. Okay. Right. Uh, we're going to do a bit of a side story here about uh, Eldar stuff. Okay. Right? You're going to like this, though. It's cool. So, by the way, this is also horrific, but one thing at a time. So when Slaanesh was born, obviously, took the first breath, ate a bunch of, or ate basically most of the Eldar souls, and then decided that he was going to go eat all their gods. Right? We, mm -hmm. we covered this. And within that, we mentioned that he fought Cain, the uh, war god uh, of the Eldar, and during the fight, uh, Sigarak, or Kigarak, however you, however you pronounce it, the god of the Harlequins, the laughing god, hid behind... Um, hid behind Cain and then snuck into the webways to hide there. And that's why that god is still alive. And in the end, Cain was shattered. So parts of his uh, his soul, I guess, are still used within the Crafts World Eldar systems. So they can mm -hmm. summon his spirit into the statues and use him to fight again. A leech yes, against I, I remember this. Yeah, I remember this because it was like the statue in Denmark of your. Yeah, was it a, was that a king? Yeah, Holger Denske or well, Holger the Dane, right? Yes, aye. He will return to protect you. <laughs> yeah, if we ever need. need. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's sick. Yeah. So we covered this stuff, right? As a side thing, though, Slanesh killed, like, he was trying to eat the gods. That was his end goal. But he actually decided to take Aisha, the healing god, as a prisoner as like a prize, I guess, just for something to do. And when this happened, Aisha screamed for help, right? To anyone that would listen, basically, across all like all reality and space-time and through the warp and everything like that. Just begged for help. Unfortunately for her, Nurgle was the one that heard the, heard the cry for help. Uh. So Nurgle was like, all right, we got a new brother in town, or we got a new <laughs> sibling in town. Let's go kick their ass and take, take the Eldar god for ourselves. So a yeah. war broke out between Nurgle and the, uh, and the new god Slanesh and their armies. Yeah. Uh, eventually, Nurgle won and took Aisha as his own companion. And then, and since that point, she has sat in a little cage in Nurgle's mansion, right next to the cauldron where he mixes his poisons and his diseases. Now, this is the horrific part. <laughs> if being kidnapped by the god of depravity isn't bad enough, and then being saved by the god of decay isn't worse, it gets worse. Because the reason he keeps her there is that when he mixes up a new disease and he wa- and he used to oh. test it, he feeds yeah. it to her, and then just watches what happens. <laughs> but because she's the god of healing, she will recover from anything. But for the first, like, ten minutes where she's, like, rotting and dying and all this stuff, he can just see what it does. And if he's happy, he casts it on a planet in the galaxy. And if he's not, he just mixes up something new. That's disgusting. <laughs> it's oh horrendous. So, Your existence would be so horrific. Yeah, so for, like nigh on 15,000 years, something in there, she's just been getting force-fed diseases by Nurgle over oh. and over and over again. Oh, God. That is horrendous. Oh. She, although, although, she does still look after the Eldar, which is interesting, because she waits for Nurgle to be distracted by something that's going on in his realm or with his followers, and then mm-hmm. takes the opportunity to whisper the secrets of how to cure the, the plagues to the like two people in the Imperium or in the galaxy so that they can cure themselves. So oh. she is still doing her job as the healing god, even though she's imprisoned by Nurgle. I mean, that's impressive, but... It's still. very, very cool. The other side of that is that if she wasn't doing that, so many more people would have died from everyone in Nurgle's diseases before everyone figured out the cure. But because she's already suffered through it as soon as it was made and had the time to heal herself, she knows what they need to do to fix it before it's even cast into the world. Oh, that's a noble job, you know. It's very noble. That's the thing. That's the thing about it. Yeah, it's very respectable. She's possibly one of the coolest unsung heroes of 40k. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot, but yeah, that's yeah, that's, it's harsh. That's insane. That's sick. Like quite literally sick. <laughs> that was good. I like that. <laughs> I'm on fire today. You are. I like it. It's good. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to talk about the followers of Nurgle a little bit now. So, as far as Nurgle's troops go, we already mentioned the great unclean ones earlier. So, yes, we'll we'll, we'll move past that for now. Um, so we so those are the greater demons, right? 
those are like the mm-hmm. big boys. Then you have common demons, I guess, for lack of a better term. They're kind of just demons. Kind of the run-of-the-mill ones. Nothing too special. Nurgle's ones are called plague bearers. But they also get called tally men, right? Yeah. Because they they constantly try to count all the diseases in the universe. Or on the world they're on, or, you know, whatever. However you want to break it down. They just count constantly. Which is hilarious. Why are they doing this, by the way? Just so that they can give Nurgle an accurate count of how many people are, you know, suffering for him. <laughs> what? I don't know. It's quite a weird thing to do. So, but it's just what they do. <laughs> it's, it's like a plague accountant or something. Basically, yeah. <laughs> That's uh, weird. Yeah, yeah, they have like one eye, minging, rotting skin, and sometimes tentacles and stuff growing from them. They're quite, yeah, they're and, quite disgusting. Yeah, uh, and a suit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also, interestingly, while most demons are born from chaos gods reshaping a small part of their own power, the tallymen aren't actually. One is born every time a mortal succumbs to the uh, Nurgle's pox. So every time a human dies in Urgle's pox, they just a tallyman is born, <laughs> which is fun. So Nurgle doesn't get any weaker by making these dudes, but he does require his disease to be killing people to get more of them. So, so yeah, you know it, it has a benefit and it has a, a downside as well, I guess, because the rest it of the gods can just spawn out more demons, whereas Nurgle. Yeah doesn't do that for these guys, I guess. Uh, or they can spawn out more of their kind of rank and file ones. Um, whereas Nurgle doesn't really do that. He waits for people to die and it spawns new dudes in his garden. Yeah. Uh, they carry a rusty sword um, as their weapon and a single scratch from it will infect you with a disease that is essentially just a one-way express ticket to the garden of Nurgle. Yeah, oh yeah, like if you get like the tiniest scratch from one of their rusty swords, you will be infected with so many diseases, it's basically just flip a coin and see if you survive that minute. Oh god. Yeah. That's fun times. No, that's not horrific, right? Yeah, Nurgle's a pretty rough dude to deal with, I'll be honest with you. I mean, he seems so welcoming and then still yet so horrifying. You well, know? he's welcoming if you want to join him. If you don't, well, that's your job. The, the, it's like that. Like any time a human is like, why would I want to join Nurgle? Nurgle's sitting in his garden. He just like turns away from his big pot and is like looking into the universe to try and see you. And he's just like, Brian the witch and the audacity of this bitch to doubt me. <laughs> <laughs> Give him a scratch and Dale. There's a comes. Ah, that's it. He'll be on my like. That's it. I'm sending so many flies to bite that guy. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm gonna mix up a new type of pox just to just to get him. <laughs> dare you doubt me? <laughs> Spy flies <laughs> with the seasons. Yeah. Uh, so the next one we have is the Nurglings. Yes, oh. they are almost as bad as some of the orc names. Uh, yeah, I'm thinking about snotlings, but yeah, yep, yeah, they're honestly they're almost as bad. Uh, they are tiny little demonic servants 
Um, honestly, they look like tiny versions of what people say Nurgle looks like. Nurgle looks like a bigger, worse, great, unclean one, as far as visual representation goes. Um, yeah. But no one's ever actually seen Nurgle is the thing, because if a human, if a living creature sees, sees a chaos god, their mind will essentially just be torn apart inside their skull and they'll just die. <laughs> Like, okay. you'll just be driven insane on a million different planes of existence at the same time. Uh, so no one's ever actually seen one of them, but there, there is representations of what they look like. Like, Nurgle looks like... Uh, sorry, Nurgle looks like a bigger, more disgusting, great, unclean one. Corn looks like what we say the devil looks like. Big red horns, hoofs, stuff like that. You know? Mm -hmm. So, like, there are visual representations of them, but we don't know if it's like... If that comes from... Uh, just uh, best we can tell based on, you know, their demons that are made from their power. So that makes sense that they would be similar. Like the greater demon looks kind of like the real thing. Or if it's just, I don't know, <laughs> some crazy dude in an asylum somewhere drew it. We're pretty sure he saw the god and that's why he drew it <laughs> and why he's in the asylum. <laughs> like, I don't know. We don't, I don't really know where it came. I'm assuming it's because... You know, the greater demons are a part of them. It makes sense they would be similar. Yeah. Uh, um, so the Nurglings look like a tiny version of the uh, of what they think Nurgle looks like. So he looks like a tiny, disgusting, great, unclean one. Um, and they tend to just kind of follow the champions of Nurgle around and kind of, you know, be servants and stuff. But they do attack stuff. But on their own, individually, they're not particularly threatening. Um so what they tend to do is swarm enemies in crazy numbers. So just a ton of them will just jump on you and tear you apart like piranhas. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I'm pretty sure they bite you to death and tear your flesh off before the disease they're definitely infecting you with gets you. Oh, that's disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> that's a bad way to go out, right? Yeah, they are absolutely the worst things. Uh, do you want to know where they come from? <laughs> I'm going to tell you, that, on me. you don't want to know where they come from. I'm going to tell you anyway. If he's shitting them out, right? No, but it's not much better. So, you know the great unclean ones? Yeah. Yeah, they're born from, like, the rotting pus of their bodies. <laughs> yeah. So, like, eventually, like, they start off as just, like, a little blob of pus that's, for some reason, gained sentience. And they just start feeding on all, like, the rotting disgustingness of the great unclean one that they're a part of until oh. they grow big enough to just leave their body. Ryan, can we, can we, can we, can we talk about something? I'm actually getting sick right now. It's, it's disgusting. really disgusting. Yeah. It's so vile. It's just like the visual. I can say that word. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm bewildered. Uh, the images I'm getting in my head. I right. think that is the most disgusting part of this. So it does get easier from here, I think. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, oh, also, some of the great unclean ones get around uh, using these guys as a mount. So do you know what a palanquin is? A palanquin? Palanquin? Palanquin. I don't know. No, uh, you know those like it's like a chair that uh, that someone sits in and it's carried on like four arms by people. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, I, the great unclean ones sit on a giant one of them, carried by hundreds of nurglings. <laughs> nice. Yeah, it's quite funny. <laughs> um, and then we have the beast of Nurgle. It's basically like a big happy slug-like creature. It just slithers across the battlefield looking for friends, and it leaves a big trail of slime behind it. 
Mm, lovely. Yeah, if you touch them, you'll wish you were shot instead. <laughs> like, just touching them just gives you like every disease known to man. <laughs> and several known to monkeys. I mean, these guys just sound like they don't want to kill you, but they want you to feel like you want to be killed, right? They want you to... Yeah, that's what they because it's that suffering. It's the wishing for relief that Nurgle uh, feeds on. So yeah, that's exactly what they want. You really hit the nail on the head there, my man. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Genius. Yeah. Uh, so next we have the pox walkers. Uh, they're people who are suffering from a disease called the walking pox that Nurgle made. Essentially, they're zombies... Basically, they get infected with the disease and their bodies gradually shut down, but they don't shut down entirely. They shut down to a point that, like, they can't control their body anymore, but they're still aware of what's going on around them and what they're doing. They just don't have any influence over it anymore. So they're kind of, like, trapped inside their own zombie body, which is pretty harsh. Um, Also, they constantly are stuck with a big-ass grin on their face, so they look really happy. Oh, that's disgusting. It's pretty harsh, yeah. Although it's it's not the most disgusting thing yet, which is good. Uh, uh, there is a bunch of other units, but we're kind of going over the main ones here. Uh, there's, a, <laughs> there's a funny one. In the Garden of Nurgle, there's a plant called a feculent gnarl. It's basically just like a stump that'll bite you and stuff like that. Uh, <laughs> but feculent is my new favorite word. <laughs> <laughs> I came so across it, like I'd heard about it before, but I came across it when I was doing the notes for this, and I was like, oh yeah, feculent gnarl, and then I really thought about the word, and I was like, that's a good word, this is like something a Scottish <laughs> person should be using. I was just about to say, it sounds Scottish. It does, it really does. I was actually literally about to say it before you said it yourself. Yeah. Uh, and we have one more kind of main troop I need to mention with these guys uh, the Plague Marines which are the uh, Adeptus Astartes that have turned to follow Nurgle <laughs> which is fun because you know a bunch of the a bunch of the Primarchs and their legions turned evil remember <laughs> we're going yeah. back to that now we're going to explain what happened to one of them uh, nice yeah so typically the uh, Plague Marines which are Nurgle's Chaos Marines um, are Death Guard troops the original ones definitely were but I think more Chaos Marines are now seen as Plague Marines um, rather than just those original ones I think more have been made since um but so a bunch of the Death Guard were trapped in the warp in their ships because first Captain Callus Typhon, who again he was kind of in charge at the time, he's the guy below the Primarch, had already turned to follow Nurgle earlier in the heresy. So at this point, he was trying to turn all of his legion, all of the troops to Nurgle specifically. Mm. And he wanted to be favored by Nurgle. So he basically just trapped his entire, like everyone under his command in the warp and just stuck them there floating listlessly in their ships so that Nurgle could infect them and turn them to him. (laughs) Uh, So trapped there, they gradually became inflicted with the uh, Nurgle's rot, which is one of the diseases. Also, these big ass bugs started attacking the ship and got inside and started attacking the people inside. It's called the Destroyer Plague. 
Uh, and soon devil flies were buzzing through the ships and biting everyone within. Like all the crew were getting bitten by flies and infected by more disease. And then they started getting like rot and mutation based, sorry, uh, uh, like rot and disease based mutations. Uh, so like their bellies distended and like some of their eyes would rot away and they would grow like growths out of their skin, like tentacles or horns and stuff. Uh. Yeah, and their armor all misshaped to suit their flesh and everything like that. Really, man. it's just—it's just a bad circle, like of, of evil and doom. Yeah, decay. So they just gradually got in a worse and worse situation. Yeah, but unfortunately for the Death Guard, they were the Death Guard, and their entire <laughs> shtick is a surviving poison. Uh-huh. <laughs> like their whole world is a planet called Barbarous, which the atmosphere and air are toxic. So their entire gimmick is poison. <laughs> like they had, they had a ritual where after a successful mission, uh, Mortarian would get like his favored troop for, or captain or whoever that he decided was worthy that day, and drag them up in front of everyone and drink a goblet of poison with them. Just ah, as a, just as a ritual, right? Poison is their entire shtick. So, yeah. because they were the Death Guard and they're really good at surviving poison, they didn't die. <laughs> of course, but it still felt, felt the pain, right? Yeah, they were suffering endlessly and getting worse well, and worse, and wouldn't die. That's just amazing, man. Like, well, no, because they never got any better either. So eventually, they just became the Plague Marines. <laughs> It's, it sounds like it sounds like Asia, you said. Yeah, except they didn't get better. Asia Aisha recovers from the diseases after oh. like ten minutes. These guys didn't recover; they just suffered forever. Oh, I just clocked the fact that yeah, it's, that's horrendous. <laughs> yeah, it's oh, much ugh. worse. At least everyone else would just die if they held out long enough, and then not have to turn an ergle. These guys just kept getting worse until they felt an ergle and became uh, his marines. Disgusting. <laughs> Thus, the original plague marines were born. But remember Callus Typhon, who, you know, or- orchestrated this entire thing. Well, he had uh, he had served Nurgle well and was rewarded. His body swelled in size till his body and his armor became one. They fused together. Right? Yeah. So he became this big fat bloated mess of a dude. Right? Then funnels of bone burst from his flesh. Right? And then yeah. the swarms of flies flew into his body, turning him into a living hive for the swarming bugs. Mm. Absolutely revolting. So Captain or first Captain Callus Typhon of the Death Card was reborn as Typhus, Chaos Lord and host of the Destroyer Hive. <laughs> and that is absolutely the worst thing. <laughs> Yes. Yes. Typhus. Uh, sorry, Typhus, not Typhon. Uh, Typhus is one of the like most feared people in the galaxy because of the destroyer plague that he carries. This host of horrendous disease flies that'll eat through metal and everything <laughs> just mm. within his body. Like, if he wasn't a dangerous enough soldier, it's the fact that he has that too. He is like a one-man army and plague all in one, ready to turn up and fuck up your entire planet <laughs> just forever. 
Like, if he turns up, you get off planet as fast as possible and hope one of the flies doesn't get on your ship with you. Yep. And you don't look back, you just... No, you never escape. look back. Maybe set yourself on fire. I feel like that's the only way you can <laughs> like a fighting chance of not getting bitten. I don't even know if the bugs don't like fire. I just, I hope. <laughs> I, I'll be honest with you, I assume burning to death is worse than being bitten by one of them. Sorry, it's better than being bitten by one of them. I was about, I was about to say, I, don't yeah. th I think it's better to be burned, man. Like... Quite possibly. Although being burned to death is apparently the worst way you can die. Ah, uh, that sounds horrific too. Yeah, because like the nerve endings that feel pain take ages to burn away, so you'd feel it the entire time. Uh, also, your eyes would liquefy while you were still very alive because of the heat. Ah, uh, you know what, right? That's a disturbing fact you just came. Yeah, right sorry about that. I'm full of useless information. Do you want a lighthearted uh, one that's totally irrelevant to cheer you up? <laughs> I mean. Yes. Okay. Uh, do you know what a group of uh, of ravens is called? Mm, I think I've seen it in Simpsons, but go on. It's an unkindness. What? An unkindness okay, of ravens. Oh, well, that's that's the random fact of today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So we're going to get on to some of like, the notable characters that are within Nurgle's repertoire. Mm -hmm. uh, so Typhus would obviously have been one of them because he's, you know, he's one of the big dogs. At the moment, currently in the like the current era of 40k, I believe he is the favored of his like human champions. He's yeah. the one that he's like, you're you're the good one right now. Because I think Mortarian pissed him off, like he pissed off Nurgle. Oh. So he, he fell out of favor at the moment. So Typhus is is next up because he followed orders. Uh, <laughs> uh, but we will get to that. Uh, so the first one I have here is Volgrar, the Thrice Cursed. Uh, so this dude was an engine master on a rogue trader ship. So he kept the engine running on a, on a spaceship, right? Uh, yeah. Until he was struck with a Geller pox. The Geller pox is a disease Nurgle made to infect people that use Geller fields, which is the the kind of force field that protects ships when they're in the warp, so that the chaos stuff doesn't just get them. Keeps all the demons yeah. out of the ship while you're traveling and stuff like that. Uh, so this guy got infected with a Geller pox. And he now has three heads. The other two were his fellow crewmates. One was uh, the first mate, I believe. Um, he has a belly flamer and the ability to graft weapons onto, him, onto his own skin and use them. Nice. <laughs> Weird disease. That's a bit disease, but it's practical. I mean, yeah, it seems to have worked out for him, I guess. He's never going to yeah. be cold with a furnace in his stomach. Uh, <laughs> like with, 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 with the, the rise in prices of like heat and yeah no, he, he didn't have to worry like about the crisis he's good man yeah he's, he's good to go. life yeah what you do is you just chuck your overdue energy bill letters in there and it'll keep you warm <laughs> uh, so next we have Kugath I like Kugath I'm a big fan of Kugath right mm -hmm. uh, he, he's a linchpin character in a trilogy that was quite recent uh, called the I guess the Plague War trilogy um, which is, is, is like very modern in 40k it focuses on uh, on Gilliman after he's returned and he's in charge of his captor again 
yeah. uh, and him trying to like retake Ultramar, like the whole realm of Ultramar, the hundreds of planets involved in it, so that he has like a safe haven to work from to go like take back the rest of the Imperium from chaos. Uh, yeah. And basically, the point of this trilogy is he's doing that, and Mortarion decides that he wants to kill his brother again. Uh, or, well, he didn't kill him the first time, but he wants to make sure he dies this time. So it's basically like Mortarion and Nurgle versus uh, Rabuti Gilliman and the Ultramarines. It's, it's a very cool trilogy. It's honestly, it's excellent. Uh, but Kugath is one of the great unclean ones who features heavily in it. So he was originally a Nurgling, which is great, mm-hmm. uh, and he was sat on Nurgle's shoulder as he was preparing his most virulent plague yet. So, so there's Nurgle stirring away his big cauldron, which is currently containing the most dangerous plague he's ever conceived of, and then this little Nurgling falls off his shoulder into the pot. And then it drinks it. It drank the entire goddamn disease. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And in doing so, it swelled in size and gained power. And by the time it was done, it had became an, a, a great unclean one. <laughs> <laughs> by the way, this pissed Nurgle off a lot. <laughs> Because he really, I mean, wanted, I he really liked that disease. I mean, I could imagine, but couldn't it just replicate it? Yeah, but I, I don't know. I don't think that, uh, I don't think he writes these recipes down as he's going. I think he just kind of throws stuff together to see what it does, and that's why he needs Aisha to test stuff on. Um. <laughs> I mean, just to be fair, though, right? Uh, making a, a reference here that's a bit more. Uh, uh, not not nasty like mm-hmm. that. if I made food for myself right <laughs> and by some quinkadink something came from the sky or from my shoulder or whatever and ate it I'm still going to be pissed because I just made food and I'm hungry <laughs> yeah that's very that's basically it Nurgle was just like for god's sake I spent all spent so long on this it was a good yeah. one <laughs> I can make a new sandwich, but I don't want to. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so Kugath is is like constantly trying to prove himself, constantly striving to do more to try and like prove himself in, in Nurgle's eyes because he still yeah. feels bad about that. He still feels like Nurgle hates him because of it. He doesn't. Nurgle likes him. Nurgle really likes this dude because he tries <laughs> so hard and he works so hard and he's so dedicated and he's really good at what he does. He's good at making diseases, but... He, like, Kugath feels like he needs to prove himself to Nurgle all the time. So it leads him to do things that aren't particularly smart sometimes. <laughs> like, listen to Mortarian instead of Nurgle. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, the most recent thing that he's done in that series, he makes a thing called the God Blight. He makes a disease that is strong enough to kill a Primarch. Holy. Yeah. That's strong. Holy. Yes. So that that is that is a big deal. That that's a, a linchpin part of that book series. We are going to do an episode or a couple episodes probably covering the contents of that trilogy, the uh, the plague war because honestly it is incredible. It is so good honestly. Um yeah. but we will get into the details of it at that time. I don't want to ruin much of it uh, by spoiling what the main characters do here. That'd be ridiculous. 
Uh, it's much better if you get a, a payoff then. But the benefit is you're going to know the characters when we get to it, which is good. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's like it's like the uh, Fall Acadia. We, we're doing kind of a rundown of the characters before we get to it. <laughs> uh, so now we have a name that I really struggle to pronounce. Scabitrix, I think it is. Or Scabitrix? Ah, it'll be Scabitrix. Yeah, Scabitrix. Because uh, scabies are little mites that burrow under your skin. That makes sense. Um, or uh, for some reason, this guy's also called Papa Gap. <laughs> I don't know okay. why. <laughs> Uh, he is an ancient great unclean one and he sits in the blighted pit which is one of Nurgle's plague pits but it's one of the largest ones but he basically just sits down there until Nurgle calls him to duty yeah. and he just goes out and does whatever fucks up whatever Nurgle told him to go fuck up yeah, uh, which is usually someone's day uh, <laughs> <laughs> and he carries with him the blade of decay it's a giant rusty cleaver that has the power to rapidly age and decay all it touches so those that are like cut by it or scratched by it or look at it funny uh, will feel their wounds it's instantly infected and will see their flesh rot before their eyes Wait, isn't that like the thing you mentioned before? Like you do it with just have a minute until you like yes. cave in? Yeah, I, I guess the difference is that, uh, is that the aging effect this has is, is very visible, I guess. Because the rest of the diseases will kill you very quickly, but the rot won't take effect as quickly because you'll be dead and then your body will rot. <laughs> Um, yeah. whereas this guy it, the aging effect of it is so rapid that you can watch the rot take effect before it even kills you oh that's that, that's even more horrific it's like alright yeah. uh, uh, you, you're gonna die now right but you don't even have the strength of like the youth strength you gotta be miserable old and just yeah. dying yeah that's basically it yeah it's, it's essentially oh. it kicks the disease in a like hyperdrive so the yeah. effects of disease will like start ravaging you before they even kill you oh that's this right i hate this episode <laughs> <laughs> sorry we're almost done don't worry we're only got a little bit more uh, uh, for the record this guy was actually summoned during the battle of terra when horus attacked the, uh, the emperor yeah. This guy was actually on the battlefield at the time. I don't think he did oh. much, but he was there. I mean, nice. Yeah. The, the Thousand Sons summoned a bunch of demons to help, and he was one yeah. of them. Nice. <laughs> Not really. I, he was killed, or oh, the demons that were summoned were killed by um, by Jagatai Khan and the White Scars when they did their big scouting run on their bikes and just gunned everything down as they went around. Uh mm. I think he might have been involved in, uh, you know, the demon that attacked Sanguinius. I think he might have been summoned at the same time as that guy. I think they did like a big mass summoning kind of thing to get a bunch of demons there all at once, a bunch of the big dudes. Yeah. Regardless, he was around, which is fun. I just can't remember what specifically he did that was important. But he was there. You know, he's, he's around. Uh, he's part of history. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so the last kind of notable character we're going to talk about here, which, for the record, there's a lot more notable ones, but, you know, there's only so many we can reasonably talk about. Uh, the last and probably the most notable of Nurgle's followers, Mortarian, Primarch of the 14th Legion and the or, well, leader of the Death Guard. Now... Right, I was trying to find 
a very specific piece of information, right? Because in the in the Plague War trilogy, there is a point where Mortarion is described as being 30 or 40 feet tall. And it seemed to have absolutely no relevance to the situation or anything else that was going on. He just seemed to be really big for 10 minutes, right? So mm. I was trying to find an accurate piece of information as to how tall he is now that he's a demon Primarch. Right? And all I found was a bunch of hearsay and conjecture claiming at some point that people said he was the tallest Primarch, which is definitely not the case because Vulcan is gigantic. Mm -hmm. And it's well documented Vulcan was the biggest. So I don't know how tall he is now, but Magnus went from being like about the same height as Gilliman to being like three feet taller than him. So he's probably standing about 14 feet tall at this point. Uh, Mortarian, I mean. Uh, but he was described as being, before he was a demon, he was described as being tall, gaunt, and a specter of death. Because <laughs> he basically oh. just looked like the Grim Reaper skulking around with like crazy <laughs> armor, a hood up, and a scythe. <laughs> yeah, his weapon of choice is a big ass scythe called Silence. Of course, and it, he probably has a cloak as well. He does. He wears a cloak, yes. Yeah, <laughs> but but now that he's a demon, it's a tattered cloak, <laughs> and oh. he, he has big decrepit butterfly wings as well. It's quite cool. And he wears this nice. like his armor's all rotting. He has big decrepit butterfly wings. His cloak's all messed up, uh, and he has a rebreather on. And his scythe looks all kind of rotted and minging now as well. It's very cool. He's a really cool looking guy. It's just kind of disgusting as well. <laughs> he's got some real daddy issues, by the way. He has. I like, mean, who doesn't? Well, that's a fair point. This <laughs> 40k, everyone kid. hates their dad. Usually, he made you a soldier. That's kind of the story in 40k, isn't it? Or they killed you. <laughs> like, yeah, that's the other one, I suppose. They either abused you, killed you, or were very supportive. But when they were supportive, it usually led to you being a soldier, which is possibly one of the worst things they can do. Yeah, yeah. He just—he was really supportive of you getting a job that would get you killed. <laughs> exactly. The only time you're happy is with when you cause other people misery, like you win a battle or something like that. That's just 40k. That's the only That's time solid you're having point. fun. That's the only time anyone's happy. God, you're not wrong. I haven't thought of that. That's really depressing. <laughs> That's really depressing. Somebody has to be depressed and sad, right? If you're not, if someone's not depressed and sad and suffering, it's just not 40k. No. Or it's a slow day. <laughs> I reckon the only guy in 40k that's ever actually happy is uh, is Trey's in the infinite because he's kind of nuts <laughs> well, he can't help it then well no, I, what, what I mean is he's quite happy whenever he adds something new to his collection you know because oh, he just goes yeah, around stealing yeah. shit so I reckon maybe he's happy sometimes I mean, his house like uh, heavy. Like he was the guy who popped in and then stole and popped up, right? Yeah, I thought he does. <laughs> yeah, turns up, yeah, steals your shot, runs away. Yeah, he probably has a smirk on his face while doing that shit. Yeah, right. <laughs> so I reckon he's uh, he's probably the happiest guy in forty k. To be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, if we miss something, like the listeners, maybe you can join in I would Discord. Like to, and... Yeah, I would like to hear people's suggestions of who in 40k is actually happy. <laughs> we could do a tier list. <laughs> no, that'd be good. Least, <laughs> like the least unhappy. 
Well, if, we, if we're talking all of 40k, I think we have to say Nurgle's definitely the happiest one. <laughs> Just oh, all yeah? the Nurgle's guys at the top because they're all like dementedly happy. And then you get like the real list that are like normal people. <laughs> it's like, like Nurgle's happy because everyone is dying and everything is awful. You're like, I don't think that counts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he likes that. Yeah. Uh, I think that covers Nurgle's Nurgle's dudes pretty well. What do you think? I hated this episode, right? Then I must have done a good job. I mean, yes, you really <laughs> visualized it for me, uh, especially with the. Uh, I mean, the whole thing, actually, to be honest. I, I think I need a puke bucket for if we're ever doing something like this again. Honestly, <laughs> we'll, yeah, we'll I'm gonna have to Don't worry. <laughs> Thank you, because I've been drinking apple juice sometimes during this podcast, and honestly, yeah, I, I stopped drinking because I'm like, uh, it's actually the, the pictures I get in my head, it's disgusting. You know what, right, a little piece of like, side information for you. Uh, you know, I have aphantasia, right? So I can't form mental images. I don't get pictures in my mind, which is really bad for memory and stuff like that, but it's really handy for stuff like this. <laughs> well... Great. <laughs> I had a distinct advantage going into this episode. Yeah, I'm the completely opposite. Ob yeah. <laughs> so it's like I'm a very like visual guy. Like I hear something, I visualize it in my, in my head. That's why I'm in the profession that I'm in right now. Yeah. <laughs> in yeah, real life. That's very much why you handle the graphics around here. Well, <laughs> uh, uh, I think that's enough in Nurgle for today. I think we need to get away from this. Thank you. Uh, would you like to round us out? I would be happy to. Well, thank you guys for listening to this disgusting episode. <laughs> Hopefully, you, you don't have a visual mind like me. At uh, yeah, but, yeah, but we have to write it up here. Uh, again, please join our Discord and check out our Patreon if uh, if you want to support the stream and keep it going. And you know, just just yeah. <laughs> I don't know what to say. I'm still messed up for this episode, right? But yeah, thank you guys for listening. Tune in to the next one, and we will see you in the next one. Take care and peace. Bye.